Alright, well, God is good, amen, it's good to be together, and uh, if you want to open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, you like that one? <laughs> Uh-oh, well, well, Lord might be speaking to you. <laughs> 1 John chapter 4, I was reminded, uh, thank you Ashley, that um, it is Valentine's Day and the Valentine baby has been born uh, on Thursday and uh, if you want to see pictures you can come and help me figure out my cell phone so I can see them again. Uh, this baby was, I know that you want to know, 8 pounds, 6 ounces, 20 and a half inches long, born on February 11th at 1.52 p.m. So those of you that need to know, uh, cute little girl, cute, really cute little girl, almost as cute as mine, not quite though. <laughs> and, you know, if you have a little girl, she's cuter too, I get that. Um, so thank you for praying for them, and they went home last night or late, late yesterday afternoon, so... Uh, just pray for the new family and for them to settle in, and it's it's always good. To, I always remember that time when you go home, it's finally like, you know, you've only been in the hospital a couple days or whatever it seems like, but it seems like forever, and you get home and you're like, yes, I'm home. And so that's that's what they're feeling today, is at home resting and going, yes, we're home, and now we're three. And uh, then on the next day after that, you go, oh my gosh, what what just happened? <laughs> Now what do I do? <laughs> so be praying for them, and uh, I'm sure we'll, at some point, obviously, we'll get introduced. So First uh, John chapter 4, today we are going to talk about love, and uh, let's, let's uh, read the scripture first. Uh, you know, so much could be said on love. I'm not going to, I told Shane last, on Wednesday, that I was planning to preach on wives submitting to their husbands. Okay, Miss Dorothy's looking at me like, I need to pray for you more. And and we weren't going to post it on the internet, so our wives couldn't hear it. Okay, so anyway, all kidding aside, um, we pray that uh, your families and your marriages and uh, your other relationships with those that you care and love for are filled with the, with the love of God. You know, that's, that's really what we need. Um, we're just going to go. You know, I was, uh, for some reason, I clicked on uh, the presidential debate last night. Um, and it was, it was, I thought it was pretty awful. Um, I thought it was pretty awful. And, uh, and I'm not here to... to tell you who to vote for. I might tell you who not to vote for, but if you can't figure out who to vote, not vote for on that stage, let me lay hands on you and release some, some awareness in your, in your mind. Um, but, you know, I, that kind of got me all stirred up, and so I had to get calm back down, you know, and like, why did I watch that? That was not a good thing to watch before Sunday morning and get yourself focused and ready to preach and all that kind of stuff. And so... You know, we, we don't, there is no answer on any debate stage for our nation. The answer is not even to get a Christian in, to be the president. I mean, that's great. I'm praying for that. I pray for that. I pray for a, a person of integrity. I pray for a godly person to get there. 
But that's, that's not going to change anything. We need the love of God in our country. 1 John 4 says this about love. Holy Spirit, we invite you to open the Word of God just as we read it. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. So here it is. When someone wants to know what love is, this is it. Not that we love God, but that He loved us. And sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is love. You know, there's a picture I want you to shoot up, uh, Cooper. This is from, kind of hard to see. Um, this is from the Super Bowl. Anybody watch the Super Bowl halftime show? I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it was, it, there was all kinds of things, you know, how, I usually don't watch them, but, you know, we, it was on and we were kind of watching it uh, with the people I was with. And it was a big celebration of all kinds of things that probably weren't good. Um, maybe there were some of them that were good, but I don't know. There was a whole lot of stuff going on, but I don't know if this is the crowd or if this is like just CG graphics, you know. I don't know if like if you go to the Super Bowl, if you get a color to hold up and or if they just go ahead and do it the, the new way and just digitally put, you know, whatever they want on the crowd. But it says there, it says, believe in love, of course, with the rainbow. We know what that's trying to talk about. But the interesting thing, here's the interesting thing. Look at the, look at the bottom of the, the, the field there. There's a cross. Totally unintentional. Now, there's some other stuff on that stage that's not godly. I get that. I'm not trying to say that this is a Christian thing. But isn't it interesting... The world is putting on this whole display about believing in love. It has nothing to do with Jesus. Nothing to do with Jesus. And they put this big thing on the crowd, and maybe they're holding up signs, maybe it's just computerized, whatever. And then down on the, the stage, just happens to be kind of shaped like a cross. And so even in the midst of a, maybe an ungodly celebration, you can turn the lights back on. <laughs> in the midst of an ungodly celebration, God is speaking. I didn't find this. Somebody else showed it to me, so I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Um, believe in love. And we want to believe in love, but we've got to believe in the real love. We, we've got we've to have the real love. And so, so much of what happens is we get stirred up and it moves us out of love. That's what happened last night. You know what? Last night, after watching stuff and you get stirred up, I'm not in love anymore. I'm not reacting out of love. I'm not feeling out of love. I'm not thinking about those people out of love. I have moved out of love. <laughs> I moved into the flesh. I moved into, you know, and that, that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to engage him on his battlefield. And we need to realize that we don't need to mess with him except if he shows up in our battlefield. Where God is leading me, when I am set in the kingdom, when I am set as a, as a son and daughter of the king, I am, full of, I am fully loved, I am fully accepted, and I am fully empowered to love with a supernatural love that can change people. You know, no one is going to be convinced or talked into truth or love. But people can be loved into the kingdom now. They've heard too much talk. That's why people are upset with politicians. That's why some other people who aren't politicians who are running are probably popular. People are just ticked off. 
And they're not going to be convinced with an argument, but they could be convinced with an expression of love. You know, in the we say the word love, and as I was I was thinking about this message, I thought of the movie The Princess Bride. <laughs> Who has seen The Princess Bride? Okay? Okay, all the people young. Okay? For all of you people who don't know The Princess Bride, it's a really dumb movie. Okay? <laughs> It's supposed to be it's supposed to be dumb so it's funny. Okay, that's one, it's one of those styles of movies. If you have that bent in your life, you do. So the the story, it's a it's a love story. And so um you know, the star of the story is this this young man who who has this lady young lady who's he's the servant, but he says to her over and over again as you wish. And really what he was saying to her was she would say, "Hey, fetch the Fetch the water pail for me, farm boy, because that's what she called him. He was the servant. She was the, a part of the master's household. And he would say, as you wish. And later on, of course, in this ridiculous story, they find out that, uh, you know, he is taken away and she thinks he deserted him, but he comes back and rescues her and it's all good in the end. And they say, as you wish. So sometimes I'll say to my wife, as you wish, if she asks me to do something, so she knows that I'm saying, I love you. Well, she knows I'm joking, too. So, <clears throat> but there's another part in the movie where, I'll just summarize it, there's one guy chasing a group of another people. And he keeps trying to catch up, and the, the lead bad guy keeps saying a word. He keeps saying, inconceivable. And he keeps saying, how is that guy catching up to us? You know, and he says, inconceivable. He can't still be after us. He can't survive that. Inconceivable. And someone turns to him, finally says to him, I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> In other words, if he's doing stuff that's inconceivable, but it's being conceived every time, you, that word doesn't mean what you think it means. And so the same thing is true with the word there, love, broadcast on the Super Bowl stadium. We need to show the world what love is because I don't think you that word means what you think it means. See, the world's love means starts with me. Right? That's, that's how the world defines love. It starts with me. God says love starts with him. This is love. Not, not that we love God. Love doesn't start with me. But God loved us. So if love is not starting from God, it's not really love. That word doesn't mean what you think it means. If I use the word love and it's not birthed out of Jesus, then it's not love. It's not truly love. And then Jesus defines it and says, hey, what is love? Basically laying down your life for someone. You know, we throw the word love around a lot, but sometimes it's just, it's just words. Word, love always has action with it. Isn't it interesting? God didn't say, hey, I love you. Hey, I love you. Hey, down there, I love you. No, he said, I love you, so I'm coming. I love you, so I'm sacrificing. I love you, so I'm laying down things that, are, that I could hold on to for you. What if we started loving like that? You know, we say, oh man, I love, I love the lost. People, I love people that don't know Jesus. We all want to say that, right? But 
do I leave everything that's important to me behind to sacrifice for them? That's love. That's the love people need to see. It's the super, supernatural, sacrificial love of God. And here's the thing. God's love comes with power too, right? We know that God's love shows up. That's why when Jesus showed up on earth, when love came down, everyone was drawn to him. The only people who didn't like Jesus were religious people. That's the only people. The only people who were, who were said, no, 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 you've got to keep the rules. No, 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 you've got to do it this way. It has to be this way. This is the way it's supposed to be. We, this is the box that God belongs in. This is the way it has to be. It's not that God doesn't care about truth. It's that He starts with love. He says, speak the truth in love. He wants truth, but it has to be in love. Truth without love is not really truth. Love without truth is not really love. Because the truth about love is found in Jesus. So if I'm, if I'm talking about love, and it starts with me, because that's what it means. Really, what that, what that means, according to the world, what does it mean? It means believe in agreement. They don't want to believe in love. The idea is not to believe in love. The, the idea is agree with me on what I think is important. How many times do I define love in my life like that, though, as well? In other words, if you do what I want you to do for me, then I know I'm loved. So who's defining love there? It's starting again with me. This is how you're supposed to love me. I was, on, I was listening to the radio. Um, uh, I don't remember. I think it was uh, Family Life Radio. It may have been K-Love. I don't, I don't know. I flip between the two, usually just to get the music. I don't want to hear any talking. Um, I don't know. don't like the talking. Uh, my wife does. So anyway, but there was this lady talking, and I, I, I hung with it for a second. And she was talking about Valentine's weekend, and she's saying, you know, I, I've, I've had it all wrong all these years on Valentine's Day, and I, I'm, I've, in the last couple of years, I've finally made a change. And like every good wife, she says, I, I had all these expectations, and then my husband would go out, and he would... He would give a great effort. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear on Valentine's of your husband, right? Great effort, honey. <laughs> Good try. Good try. Uh, by the way, I sent something in the, on the, with the, the traveling people, so my wife got some today. So it's pretty cool. So did Shane, and I don't know about anybody else. So um, I'm not going to speak for them. So... So I don't have to do anything when she gets back. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal. She says, I, for years, I, I had all these expectations about what my husband would do for me. And he never quite got it right. And then I finally realized, this is, she, she's just being honest, sharing this story. Then I finally realized that what I needed to do for Valentine's Day or any day, really to express my love, is what can I do... For him. Because if it's starting with me, it's not love. This is love. This is love. Not that I love God. In other words, it's not originating from me, but that he loved us. So it originates somewhere else. And so it starts with the other person. 
How does God say love is defined? He says it starts over there. It's in, it's in God. God is love. It says that also in 1 John. God is love. That's, that's in, this, in this book of the Bible. But he says it starts here and it goes over here. Love always crosses a line to reach somebody else. And so what if I really stepped into love and it wasn't about me? Because let me be honest, I can only speak about marriage and raising kids right now because that's my season of life, okay? When I get upset at Ashley, usually it's because she's not doing something that I want her to do or not doing it the way I want her to do it or she whatever, right? When, you're, when you get upset at your spouse, you're like, it's not, something's not right and I want it done this way, Okay? Don't, I know you've done that too. <laughs> okay? You can come see me for counseling, and I'll let Ashley tell you how to get it right. So I will sit quietly and nod my head and pray for you at the end. Okay? But here's the deal. When I'm focused on me, I can't love her. When I'm focused on me, I can't love her. When I'm focused on whatever else is going on around me, then I can't love someone else. See, that's what, that's what the enemy wants to do. The, Jesus says, they will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. They will know. So there won't, there won't, you won't have to advertise it. You won't have to demonstrate it. In, in other words, I don't have to say I'm this. I'm, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a Christian. You don't have to say that. Jesus says everyone's going to know by your love. They're they're going to know by your love. And so God demonstrated His own love for us in this: that yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, the sacrifice happens before the change. I sacrifice myself, I give of myself for someone else before they change, not after they change. I sacrifice myself when they're unlovable, not when they're lovable. I mean, what did Jesus say? Everybody loves those who love them. That's easy. <laughs> that's, not, that's not hard. Jesus says, hey, let me, show, let, me tell you so, let me tell you something wild. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That love will change people. May not be right away. May not be the first time. You know, Jesus came and gave and gave and gave and gave. And there's some, even when he, they saw him face to face, that still said, no, I don't want that. And you know what? There's still going to be some people, sadly, that are just going to say no. But I don't want to let the one person who's saying no stop me from the nine out of ten other people who will say yes if they have a touch of love from heaven. This is love Not that I loved God, but that He loved me. And He gave Himself as a sacrifice, atoning sacrifice 
for our sins. And so imagine if we just started with that, with how we interacted with people. It's like, Jesus, how do you want me to love this person? Now again, I'm not saying in a, in a relationship, let me just clarify this, especially a marriage relationship, relationship between friends, between children and parents. Look, you can define boundaries. We're not saying anything goes and it's just all, you just get beat up and all that. I'm not saying that. You can communicate and say, I felt love this way and this, oh, that was really, that was really great. You let, let somebody know what's going on. Sit down and talk about it. Communicate. But um, I find whenever I'm in that place, doesn't matter if it's with my kids, it could be with somebody else uh, in the body of Christ, another pastor in the city or whatever. If I'm getting off, oh, you know that feeling inside where you're just not at peace and you're kind of getting a little bit upset or frustrated or whatever, I, I generally find myself going, oh, it's because I'm concerned about me. Plain and simple. I'm concerned about me. I'm worried about something that I'm, I think I should be getting, that that person's not getting for me. I love you. <laughs> Are you being challenged? I'm being challenged. I don't even have heart. I don't even have notes up here with me. I just had a few notes to write down and I wrote them down in my head, honestly, because God just said, "Hey, this is this is what you're going to talk about." You know, I was uh, I'm reminded of a of a time, and I've probably told this story. I'm sure I was in college, and we were at McDonald's for some reason, <clears throat> and uh, probably because we were poor college students, and we were there. I wasn't there to eat the food, I guarantee you that. Um, maybe he was getting an ice cream, whatever. We were hanging out, and these, and this car drove by through the drive-thru. You know, it had the music kicking, and it had, uh, you know, this is back in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. Remember those days? Like, I think it's like five years ago, but it's like 20. So... <laughs> So, you know, and the car was kind of tricked out, you know, and there's a certain kind of person that has this kind of tricked out car, you know, and, you know, a bunch of, of, of you know, white bread Christian college students at Life Bible College are probably not relating too well to those people. We don't dress the same. We don't listen to the same rap music. We don't have our cars decked out like that. We don't look like we belong to a gang. We're totally different. And so the first thing we think is kind of like, oh, what a bunch of... Can you believe those people? Right? You've done that too with people. Can you believe those people? <laughs> and so somehow we got their attention. And this guy thought we... He thought... I don't know if we were messing... Somebody did something. But our group somehow got the attention of these guys. And so they rolled out of the window and they start shouting some stuff at us that... It sounded like tongues. I couldn't quite understand it. I mean, it was not the language that I normally use out of my mouth. Okay? So there was all kinds of words coming out. And this dude was angry. This guy... And I'm thinking... First of all, I was with several other guys. So I'm like... I was, you know, I, I was smaller then than I am now. <laughs> take, take off 20 pounds. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, I, ain't, I, I don't want to throw down with these dudes at McDonald's in San Dimas, California. No. 
So my friend Joe, who became my, my, my good roommate, <laughs> if you remember that story, my friend Joe says, says this, and it, it's amazing because it's not even, it's not like it's a true statement, but he's like, hey, we like your car. <laughs> and so it like so shocked the dudes that they kind of calmed down. And so, you know, it was just kind of like the, the word that needed to be said at that moment. You know, it was like the Holy, I believe the Holy Spirit just gave him the right word. It's a ridiculous word, you know. We, I thought the car was totally ridiculous looking. But, and so did Joe, probably. I'm like, I would never do that to my car. And they're thinking, I would never drive what you're driving. It's, it, the whole point is we're different. And so those guys come, they go through and get their food and they come through. And so a conversation starts up with these guys who are totally different from these white bread, nice, clean cut Bible college. Not everybody at Bible college was like that, but this is the group I was with. Probably the people just like me. So those guys get out of the car, and this is not me, I didn't do any of this. But we had one guy, he starts prophesying to the, to the, to the driver, he comes out of the car, the guy begins to cry, He's, we're praying over those guys and just blessing them, and the love of God was released in that moment and disarmed what could have been a fight and could have been a separation to push them farther away from Jesus became an, an opportunity for the love of God to come in in that moment and say, I am different from you. I am not from your world, but I care about you. And that's what we need. That's the love we need. Is where I am able to wash away all the differences, all the stuff that I don't like, all the stuff that I don't care for, and reach out and touch the heart of that person. That's what the church needs. We don't need to fight for our rights. I'm sorry. That's the devil's battle. Our job, God can fight. God's supposed to fight for us. God fights for us. Our job is to do His will, is to love, is to bring the power of the kingdom of God. He's supposed to take care of us. If I'm so worried about taking care of me, that's what's going to happen is the enemy wants the church to get all huddled up and go, oh, let's stay together, let's stay together. There's, they're passing laws that we can't do this and we can't do that. And now what's happening? The love of God is right here in the box. And God says, no. You've got to take a risk. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. But it's going to be worth it. Jesus turned to the thief on the cross even at the last moment. He was giving out love with every ounce of breath he had. It says the thief, both thieves were hurling insults at Jesus. And then one of them said, why are you here? You know, was like, what's going on? And he realized that love was staring at him. And I believe it, it, wasn't, that, it wasn't anything else that I think it was just the gaze of Jesus. He knew there was love there. And you know what? It says in Romans 5, 5, that the Holy Spirit has poured the love of God into our hearts. We don't do this on our own. We don't work it up. We ask the Holy Spirit to release that supernatural love. Let's stand.
Lord, we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to touch our hearts with love freshly. Lord, we, we want to we wanna know your love in a special way. We want to communicate your love. We want to say, this is love. Lord, we, we believe in love. We believe in love, but we believe that love starts with Jesus. It starts with God loving the world so much that he gave. It starts with not that we love God, but that you loved us. And so we thank you for that starting point, Lord, that you are the source. You are, you are the originator. You are the creator. You are the one who is the empowerer. You are the, you are the urger. You are the comforter. You are the challenger. You are the one who is releasing us more fully into love. Lord, so we just invite you, Holy Spirit, help us sacrifice. Help us think of the other person. Lord, maybe that other person is just the person I share a house with. Maybe the other person is someone who I'm having a hard time at work with. Maybe the other person is someone else in the body of Christ. Who there's, there's, there's division that's coming there. There's strife there, Lord. Help us love. Help me lay down my life so that someone else can experience the goodness and the blessing of God. Lord, we want to sacrifice our wants and our desires so someone else could have their needs and, and what they really need met. That's what love is. Lord, fill us with that love. We can't do it on our own. Lord, we can't, we can't work it up. We can't, we can't emotion it up. But we can ask. We can't ask. Lord, and we thank you. There's so many who, if they just experience a touch, Lord, they might look angry like these guys in the car that I so remember. I can see their faces right now. Lord, I know you see the faces of all kinds of people who you who look angry, who have a facade on them, but Lord, they need a touch of your love. They need to know that God loved them first. That he first loves them before he... He doesn't want them to change first. He doesn't want them to get it, get it right first. He wants them to receive His love first. So help us be, Lord, help us be conduits of that love. Lord, we know Your power is going to flow through it. We know your, the grace and, and of, of, of healing and miracles will flow through it. But, Lord, it starts with love. Lord, I was so moved by my, my, my dad's wife. Lord, she sees healing all the time. But I've also seen she loves people so much. Lord, give us that heart where we love people. We can see past all the stuff. We can get past all the, all the talk going on that's trying to stir things up in the spiritual atmosphere. And we're going to say, no, Lord, we're going to go in there with the love of God. We're going to go in there with something greater. Lord, we have, we have a more powerful weapon. Lord, our weapons are not of this world. They are, they are mighty in God. And one of those weapons you've given us is the powerful, never stopping, unending, never giving up love of God. In Jesus Christ. Jesus, keep our eyes on you. Just as we read last week, we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, when our eyes are on you, Lord, we walk on water. Lord, and we also walk with your, with your heart and with your compassion and with your authority. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here. If we could have some help uh, setting up, the trailer is already here. and The bedding is already in the rooms, okay? The bedding is already in the rooms, so it's, it's already ready. If we can move some stuff out, we'll get it done real quick here.